Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and I have one of my favorite guests, hmm. the amazing <laughs> Rihanna Milne. Thank you, Anika. It's always good to be with you. Great to see you again. You too. And did I say your last name right? Because I think I yes, mess it up did. every time. <gasps> I did no, it. You did. You did great. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it. Now, the first thing I want you to highlight is your background, because in the entrepreneurial world, we don't see a lot of mental health professionals. We don't see a lot of therapists. We don't see a lot of people with the research background that you have. So I really want you to highlight your background, because I think it sets you apart from from, you know, our peers. So please. Sure. Okay. Um, well, I started a little bit late in psychology. My first bachelor's of arts is in speech communications and broadcasting. So I went to Penn State right after high school. Uh, actually, at 26, I opened up my own model and talent school and agency and did that work for 10 years and loved it. I put model singers, actors, dancers on the map all over the globe and really dip it worked 80 hours and was a little bit burnout. And what I found as a talent agent and manager, I was doing a lot of coaching and counseling. So I wanted to go back to be a legitimate counselor, get my licenses and my degree. So I went back and I got a triple master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology at the age of 37. So in year 2000, that's when I opened up my first practice, Therapy by the Sea and went traditional, um, you know, working in a private practice, but it takes a while to build up a practice. So in the meantime, I was working other jobs. Yeah, I'm like a workhorse, you know, I always was balancing five jobs at once, but I knew the ultimate goal, okay, was always helping people. So my jobs at the time, one, one was working within schools and I ended up working at every grade level, kindergarten through college, as a trauma counselor called a SAC, student assistance counselor. So we did drugs and alcohol, and I worked with kids of trauma or identified ADHD, oppositional defiant. Um, at the high school level, I was a school psychologist at Hackensack High School. Also worked with the inner city kids in a program I developed for Atlantic City called Ventner Teen Vision, which was my thesis proving how the creative arts and resiliency coaching could help increase their grades and their level of happiness and decrease high risk behaviors. Right. And that was written up all over the newspapers and televised and nice letter from the mayor and the whole nine yards. So despite what I did, I also worked at the hospital level at Atlanta Care Hospital. And that was uh, the adolescent unit with grades, um, well, kindergarten, so age five through 19 were those kids that I helped who are anxious or depressed, suicidal, runaways, adopted, part of the foster care system. So a lot of traumatic um, experiences from these kids. And then also I worked in a drug and alcohol rehab facility, a couple of them. One was for adolescents and one was women from the prison system. So I am LCADC, which is a licensed certified alcohol and drug addictions counselor, licensed mental health counselor, those were the original degrees. And then I went on, I got the SAC, student assistance counselor. And then I went and got certified as a coach 2009 and 10 from RCI, Relationship Coaching Institute, because one year was focused on singles and the second year was focused on couples. So that was life and relationship coaching. From there, um, I decided I went through a traumatic relationship and I said, whoa, I've really, I just experienced PTSD. 
And I went to seven psychotherapy friends. Nobody knew how to help me. Nobody knew what my ex had. I describe his personality as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So, and this is before they were talking about narcissists or sociopaths. They weren't even using those words. And there was nothing in the DSM-4, which is our manual for psychotherapists Mm -hmm. to diagnose. And PTSD was described around our military folks coming home from the war, or if you happen to witness death or a near fatal experience. Well, that was not the case, but all my body reactions were PTSD over what had occurred. So the ex-husband had um, what I call Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. So to society, everyone loved him. He was gregarious, outgoing. He was a school principal. And then we were introduced by a school superintendent. I'm like, this is a great match. You know, what could be better? I was in the schools working as a SAC. He was in a different district as a principal. Everyone thought we were the it couple. They all loved us around town. We loved to dance. We were really all outgoing. And it was a great relationship and everyone thought so. However, he had a whole totally secret life and it was discovered by a school superintendent who was supposed to be our best man. So long story short, his world exploded and because I was attached to him, my world exploded. It affected me at work. I'm also an interfaith minister. So that was bad. What he was doing was watching porn on his computer. So, I mean, it was just one domino falling right after another. And he was so ashamed he ran out of town, leaving me to handle the consequences. So not only was I having a business with therapy clients and doing marriages and working in schools, I was balancing all these jobs and still trying to handle this situation. So I did decide that I was going to stand up for myself and be a pro se attorney, meaning no one could explain this case better than me. And I went down to the law library and looked around annulments and I was able to get my marriage annulled, which I really didn't realize how rare that is. But I went down to Atlantic City, the courthouse, and they said, oh, Rihanna, did you do another wedding today? And it's like, no, I'm here to process my annulment. And one of the girls there was like, I've been here 18 years. I never saw an annulment come through. How did you get it? I said, I don't know. I just stood up for myself and I presented my case. And it took me 24 hours to write it. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I was just determined to get out of this situation and empower myself. So all along, I've been using what I call the mindset for success. We can't help what people do to us, but we can have the mindset so that when something happens around you, you can be strong and stand up and empower yourself. So that was the beginning. And the last I had talked to him as he was running out of town, he goes, he never apologized. He just, I don't know what's the matter with me. I ruin everything I love. And I said, I don't know either, but I'm going to figure it out. Because at this time, childhood trauma was not discussed. It wasn't in my triple master's program. And I'm a good student. I graduated summa cum laude, 4.0. So there was no discussion of this. And I didn't know what he had because it was nothing blatant. It was not like bipolar and it wasn't anything described. So as I started doing my research in a lot of psychological journals and books, and I'm I'm talking over 350 pieces of information, um, it was so good. I said, oh my God, I got to start writing a book. People have to know about this because it's happening to me. And then as I saw it was happening more and more, well, I was recognizing it more and more in my therapy clients. And then I knew how to help them. 
and I was started creating worksheets and handing them out. And they're like, Rihanna, you got to put it in a book. Rihanna, you got to make a notebook, you know, but it was helping them. And I started working with the whole childhood trauma piece. I was putting my materials together back in 2009, 10, 11. And the book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, went to number one on Amazon. Ended up 400 pages. I'm like, I have to stop. But I had more. So, you know, the research kept going. But I said, I got to stop the book at 400 um, but it's an amazing book because it's so many valuable pieces of content from so many different pieces of research. And it was really what healed me. And that was the piece because no therapist could help me. They weren't trained in this. And neither was I at the time until I started learning it. And it's like, this is my passion. I have to teach people around the world what this is about. And then in the research, it said nine out of 10 people or 90% of us all have childhood trauma. You know, I, I, between my work, Anika, of all those people I worked with from trauma and what the research said, I came up with my own top 10 checklist, uh, the top 10 childhood traumas, which when I discovered the Kaiser Permanente study coming out describing childhood trauma and its impact on early illness and disease, they did not cover life situations or love, but our lists were different. Our top 10 lists were different. And I found that very interesting. Later down the years, CDC, Center for Disease Control, was part of that study, and they have added some of my things to their list. So I guess other people had said, you know what, you missed this and you missed that. You know, one of them was abandonment issues. How can you not have abandonment as a, a childhood trauma? because I worked with kids of foster care. I saw this constantly, right? So um, it, I thought that was interesting, but I stayed true to my list. And I said, well, this is good. That study's out. They did it with 17,000 people. It just confirms the impact of childhood trauma in a different way that I didn't study, which is health and disease. So that's the background of how I got into all this. You answered my most prevalent question with guests is that, you know, what happened in your life that you decided to change the trajectory of your life to solve a problem. And you, you answered it, you know, yeah. you experienced something and you decided that you were going to do something about it. And the one thing that a lot of people don't understand about psychology is that it is, it is not simple. It's in depth and it's constantly evolving. Cause as you stated, you know, you experience things, prior to the research, you know, people automatically assume that if you have PTSD, you are in war. And I tell them all the time, women suffer from PTSD, from sexual abuse, from relationships, Always. from childhood, and also there's stigmas behind childhood traumas. Our parents often feel like they did something wrong and we're exposed to things that have nothing to do with how we are brought up. You know, a lot of things happen from, you know, external sources, environmental factors. There's so many things Within that contribute to trauma. Yes. Oh my gosh. That contribute so much to trauma. Yeah. So I think, you know, what I love about what you do is that you, you attack trauma from different perspectives, but you also talk about how it affects relationships. And I think a yeah. lot of people disassociate their failures in relationships and in their business and in their professional lives, they disassociate it with childhood trauma or with trauma in general, or they may feel like, you know, they're okay in a traumatic relationship, they'll be fine. And then 10 years later, or the, after the 15th 
you know, avatar that looked just like the person that abused them. They, they're like, well, I thought I was good. I thought I was over it. I thought it didn't impact me and it didn't affect me. Not only that, but also um, perpetrating, you know, yeah. perpetrating what happened to them unintentionally. And so I love that you went through your path because what the importance behind that is that you know it both from education from experience mm -hmm. professionally and personally. And when you right. combine those things and people say, why do I need a coach or what qualifies you? What credibility do you have? It's different than just reading it in a book. Oh, for sure. For sure. When you experience this, you really have the empathetical understanding when my clients in front of me, they know I get their pain or their love addiction to someone who's not healthy. Their conscious mind is saying, don't go back. But these toxic relationships are research show people go back an average of seven times. Mm -hmm. And there, it is called love addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, codependency is from childhood trauma. Of course, domestic violence and abuse. Why do you stay in it? You know, they're always telling their story. Well, they did this and they did that. But the answer is, okay, you can't change someone else, but you can change your perception and what you're going to do about it. But the childhood trauma keeps them stuck in that lessening, lessening of empowerment, mm -hmm. you know, and they're afraid to make their move. Like one of my internships for my master's was in a domestic violence shelter. And they all stayed, even though they hated it and they felt stuck for years and years and years, but they stayed. And they're like, I don't know why I stayed. You know, it was until the very last beating or the broken arm or the black eye where they couldn't hide it anymore. Something was the deciding factor. But why didn't they leave earlier? Mm -hmm. So my job as the life coach is to empower these ladies. And I have a lot of men also who have been traumatized by sociopathic women to empower them, to teach them there's a different way. There is emotionally healthy love. What is it to look for? And then of course we have to heal the childhood trauma piece. And that's what I do first. But that situation you were talking about, Anika, where you know they date over and over the same kind of toxic partner. Yep. And they're like, I swear I'll get it different this time. I read like 15 self-help books and I, I got it now. And then they get the same <laughs> type of partner. Yep. We call that RSS relationship, oh, RRS, relationship repetition syndrome. So it's the same person, different face, That's same it. personality type. And once they get through two or three of these, or they had the husband and two boyfriends after it, or first boyfriend, then a husband, then another boyfriend, it's usually the number three, they're like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. The answer is childhood trauma. It's nothing to be ashamed about. We could not help what we encountered as young children. There was nothing we could have done about it at that time. So what the body and the soul and the mind does is we develop coping mechanisms to help us deal with it. This is why a lot of women are people pleasers. They might have that really difficult dad that might have snapped or yelled or hit at a moment's notice. Well, how do you avoid that? Well, as a little kid, it's like, well, if I'm really nice to dad, maybe he won't hit me today. You know, if you think you're going to get in trouble, this is what a lot of little boys do. They'll lie. Well, geez, if you know I, this happened to me, I'm going to get beat. So I'm just going to lie about it. Maybe you'll believe me. 50-50 chance, right? To avoid the beating. So then that, that situation, those coping mechanisms become normalized and then a habit. 
So this is that person who as an adult may just tell lies all the time. And you're like, why are you lying about that? You know, it's not a big deal. You lie all the time. That's because they got used to pleasing people through lying. Tell them what they want to hear. And then the woman who's the people pleaser, that might be a, a, a married lady in a relationship. She comes into me and she says, I don't know why, you know, I do everything for my husband and my kids and they don't do anything to show they love me. You know, so she's overdoing constantly to prove her love, to get love. And that's all she knows because that's how she got it as a child. So it becomes normalized. So we have to break those norms and teach healthy boundaries and ways of being um, and ways to communicate your needs. Because many children were told, shut up or I'm going to yep. hit you and go to your room. They weren't taught to share their feelings. A lot of men were not taught to share their feelings. So they become passive aggressive. They'll shut down and get angry at you for three days instead of talking about what's bothering them. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of dyna- dynamics coming out of unhealed childhood trauma. Absolutely. And I want you to share the different forms of, of content that you've created to help people heal, starting with the podcast. You have podcasts. Yes. Okay. My podcast is called Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. There's a new episode every Friday. I'm now up to show 93. The most recent one is with the global expert coach, Preston Smiles, an amazing man that uh, is also my son-in-law. And uh, he coaches all over the world. So that was show 93. And sometimes I have guests, but a lot of times I'm talking about some aspect of how to heal through trauma or a life skill that will be helpful. So it is for men and women, straight and LGBTQ, you know, it's for everybody. I like that you said life skill, because I think a lot of people, you know, I'm pushing personal and professional development right now because people don't know that they need to continuously work. It's not something that goes away. It's, you know, you have to continuously work on your healing journey because you're going to encounter things that are going to trigger you. They're going to pull the scabs off. You got to continuously do the work. So I love that you're incorporating life skills in that. And that's something a lot of people miss. So important. Um, Yeah. I handle the healing of the trauma first. It's 50% life skills and 50% dating and relationship skills because I see both singles and couples, Um, but they have to heal themselves first. They have to feel great about themselves. They have to clean up any life areas that aren't working for them because no one wants to fix your problems. So for my singles, it's like you love who you are first. Let's get the mindset right. So you're not attracting toxic behavior or standing for it anymore, right? So we have to heal all of that, get them a full understanding about what happened to them. Let's heal it. Let's forgive it and making their conscious mind stronger than their unconscious desires. And that's where addiction comes from. The conscious is not strong enough. The mindset is not strong enough. And this is a great situation, uh, very common in drug and alcohol facilities, right? They're in there for 30 to 60 days. They get clean. They get all these lessons. Okay, great. I'm feeling great. Then they go back to the toxic partner who's yelling and screaming at them and demanding. And what do they do? They can't handle the emotional triggers. Mm-hmm. They go to the, the go-to substance to relax or calm down. Mm-hmm. And then it's back to the spiral. And I mean, relapse, the relapse in rate is crazy in drug and alcohol centers. Yes, it is. But they're also not teaching the healing of childhood trauma. Yep. 
And I taught in Atlantic City under a special grant, the women from the prison system, this information. And I had 33 women from ages 17 to 65. And many of them relapsed their entire life, you know. And it's funny, like they said, you know, well, this is Saturday morning. This is our day off. I'm like, ladies, relax. Give me a second to help you. And I'm never going to mention the words drugs or alcohol. Then it's like, well, then what are we going to talk about? I said, everything else that you need. What you're going to do when you get out of here. How do you help raise your kids? How do you have a good, emotionally healthy relationship? How do you get a job? What's a resume look like? You're all going to leave with a resume. They're like, what? So they love that program so much. You know, um, I got beautiful letters from them, testimonials. So anyone can learn this, no matter how low they feel they are in life. You just have to be open-minded to learning the skills. I think that you also have to have people like us who are willing to work with those populations. I worked in the prisons. I worked in substance abuse treatment. That was my last job before starting my business. And a lot of people aren't empathic to those, those populations. A lot of people aren't willing to educate those populations and the way to stop the behaviors is through education. And that's, that's that's what they need. And like you said, they've taken a lot of those programs out, you know, they're not exposed to it, even, you know, upon discharge, then they don't have people coming in and talking to them. And I, I wish that we, we were able to, to teach them that they still need coaching, that they still need those things, that they, they have to continue that work externally. And, and that's the piece that's missing. But um, yeah, I love that. But they could always tune into the podcast. (laughs) Yes, they can. All right. You also have mini series. Tell us about it. Um, Yes. Well, I did a mini series called Radical Dating, Finding Lasting Love Over 40. This was a couple of years ago where they took five relationship coaches, all graduates of RCI, Relationship Coaching Institute. And many people applied to be a contestant on the show. So they chose five people and they were down to like their top 10. And then they were going to choose the coach they wanted. And then the coach got to choose who they wanted to work with. And, you know, there was one, um, they wanted three um, straight females, one straight male and one gay or lesbian uh, contestant. Okay. So Scott, the gay male, was saying, you know, when he went around, what do you, how do you like dating? How are you doing with dating? He goes, I hate dating. What I hate about dating is dating itself. And I'm like, boy, whoever gets Scott's got his hands full. <laughs> you know, negative and this and that. And then we got to talk to each one of them. And I actually, you know, the, the, the producers came up to me and says, Rihanna, will you take Scott? Because you're the only one that has childhood and love trauma. And he did experience a lot of childhood trauma. His mom was a Hollywood starlet in a popular um, series, a a show. So she was never home. She was at the parties and he basically was raising himself. Mm -hmm. And he came out as gay. She says, oh, no, no, my son won't be gay. Like she did not accept Mm -hmm. his, you know, sexual identity. And then second, his partner that he loved dearly, they were together seven years, was killed by a car. So he had both severe childhood and love trauma. So part of his coping mechanisms was humor mm-hmm. or sarcasm. Yep. Yep. So I had to break through that. And I said, I would love to have him, but I got to do my work with him, not just what I learned at RCI. Mm-hmm. So he goes, well, you can do it, do it behind the scenes. So we did my entire six-month program with Scott, my program, and the RCI stuff. He was the first one to get out and date the first one to have an exclusive partner, 
and now he's married. So like very cool success story. You could see his testimonial on the, my homepage of Um, Very beautiful human being. And I'm so glad he's happy. That is absolutely amazing because, you know, it's, it's great to see somebody who, who's willing to do the work and, and see the results. Because everybody yeah. wants results. They want instant gratification. Like, what can you do for me now? What's <laughs> going to happen? Like, when am I going to see results? That's, and people even ask that question in consults, right? When am I going to see results? When am I going to see? And it's like, it depends on how, how committed you are and what you're willing to do. Because right. I can give you the information. If you don't execute it, you don't implement it, then, you know, you don't yeah. see results. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and you also have the dating to mating success system, which I love, which is your, your, your core and yeah. then you have so many opportunities for coaching, your mini series, your eBooks, um, your downloads, and even free gifts. So can you tell everyone how they can tap into that? Sure. Um, Dating to Mating was the original coaching program for singles. Um, I have six month, four month, a group for women, women and self-study. Um, so that one ranges you know, from home study at 1497 to 15,000 um, to work with me exclusively one-on-one -on -one over six months. And it's very, very intensive. Like the VIP diamonds, they have text access, email access to me, and I don't take a lot of VIPs. They, they're basically handheld. Why? Because they're people of trauma. And I was never a coach that wanted massive numbers because I really wanted everybody I worked with, I wanted to make a huge difference. My clients, I do a lot of vitamin therapy and holistic remedies. They start feeling better within six to 10 days. So it's fabulous. By the time we're on module two of the workbook, there's 10 modules in there. They're already feeling changes. They're already starting to feel more empowered. They know it's a journey. Everything in trauma research shows it takes about six months to change the mindset from where the unconscious rules to the conscious rules and the unconscious stuff when your trigger doesn't bother you anymore. It's really taking the, the mind and making it stronger than those unconscious desires or needs or compulsions. So it's, it's really fabulous. Um, and that, like I said, 150 page notebook, my live book, my love book, um, and then a lot of time, personal one-on-one -on -one time with me. I created Success in Dating and it came out this spring of 2020 uh, because it, it's a five module mini series for people that really want some fast and intensive and great information on how to date successfully and not end up with a sociopath, a narcissist, or any of the eight, or eight other dating disasters, um, I call that out there, so that they feel empowered in their dating. And the people that have taken that course so far said they've learned so much. And really, you can get through that in a weekend. You know, it's five modules, one hour PowerPoints, and there's some audios that you can listen to, uh, study guides, and my Live and Love book. Uh, the books that I wrote, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships, To Have the Love You Deserve, that has four sections. The first section is 19 personality types that can break your heart. Then the second one is, are you codependent? Do you suffer with love addiction? It's identifying some of the things you might have gone through, RS, relationship repetition syndrome. Are you doing that? And then part three is getting you back out there to dating. And four is how to have the emotionally uh, healthy, evolved, and conscious relationship. 
So it's like a whole journey in love. It, people call it the guidebook to love on Amazon. So that's, I'm really proud of that process. Um, and then live beyond your dreams. That's from fear and doubt to personal power, purpose, and success. That's all about the mindset for success, kind of using my story and my journey, um, ending up with a narcissistic husband early in my life and having a daughter at 24, 25, then a bankruptcy at 26 due to his business decisions. He ripped off my mother $200,000, having that burden to pay that off. It took me 16 years starting the model and talent company because I had modeling experience on just a prayer that it would work and then how it became in six months a top global award-winning school and then placing my people on top TV shows and commercials and movies. How did I do that? The mindset for success saved me. So everyone in the talent in school is like, Rihanna, you got to write a book on what you're teaching us. This works. And it's like, yeah, I will one day. You know, I didn't have I'm time. I'm right on top of that. I'm right on yeah, top of that. Time. <laughs> in my spare time. So they are meant to go together because one's about mindset, one's about relationship, and your listeners can get free book chapters on those books on my website, rihannamilne.com, as well as that free ebook on childhood trauma um, right there. So uh, the podcast, you can also listen to free on iTunes and in uh, YouTube. I have over 190, I think, educational videos, and my podcast is up there too at my channel, Rihanna Milne. So I try to give out a lot of free information to help people as I can. And when they're ready to do the real work, that's when they reach out to me. There's free love tests too that you can really see if you're in a relationship, is there any toxic patterns going on there? That's a really important test to see. Um, the childhood trauma checklist is in there. Uh, ACOA, which stands for adult child of an alcoholic or other traumas. That test is free in my website as well. So go there and it's a wealth of information. I want to thank you for saying yes to being vulnerable enough to share your journey, to, to redirect your path towards, towards trauma. I don't often see people who are, who are in, in it like you are you know it's it's not glamorized you know people think that you have to be you know this you broke down you know rock bottom you know to talk about trauma to address your trauma to 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 even talk about the fact that you acknowledge that you've experienced trauma and as you said nine out of ten people that's we right. have to we have to get these statistics out there because everybody thinks that they're going through it alone. And as you said, you've got self-studies, you've got things that people can do on their own until they're ready to 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 raise their voice and lift their voice. Yeah. Because yeah. your voice is your power. That is the purpose of this podcast is is showing people who have said yes to the vulnerability of of talking about the imperfections, of studying, researching providing content, courses, books. There is no lack of knowledge and information. And as you said, hand-holding through the process of healing. Yeah, it's nothing to feel ashamed about. The studies show this goes through at least three generations. So if you had childhood trauma, so did your mom and dad, and so did your grandparents. The only way to stop the intergenerational pull yes. is to learn it for yourself and then turn around and teach your kids. 
And I got to tell you, I didn't mean, Anika, for my children to be science experiments. Me either, was, but mine are. <laughs> all three of but them. My kids, my daughters are like <laughs> amazing, you know, and now I see them teaching my grandchildren. I have four grandsons and a little girl just born as a, from a set of twins, a, a little boy and little girl, grandchildren born February. And they're adorable. Thank you. Awesome. And I see them teaching the skills that they learned, yes. you know, and my girls were out of the house at 19, very successful in their twenties. You know, Lexi's there. I want to be a pop singer. Her own father says, you think you can sing? That's a joke. <laughs> and I said, Just prove him wrong, baby. Just That's say, watch you me. You have to watch me. You have and to. she sings on three multi-platinum CDs, you know? So then she went on to television to host. And now she's written up in Inc and Forbes magazine as the top 11 creative women changing the world. She put water wells in Tanzania, Africa at the age of 20. This is what the mindset for success teaches you. Like yep. there's no reason to believe you can't. Yep. And when Absolutely. you think you can do anything and you have that guts, that confidence, and if there's a mistake, it's like, okay, I'm supposed to learn from that. No big deal. Exactly. It is a lesson. And you know, yeah. that's what I think people are afraid of. People are afraid of being uncomfortable. People are afraid of showing vulnerability. People are afraid of being wrong. And that's part of life. You know, that's right. It, 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 it's growth and growth is ugly. <laughs> it's not always pretty, um, yeah. but, but we need it to get to the next step. And as you said, to success, and I love mindset to success because it really starts there and people yeah. hear that word all the time and it's oversaturated, but mindset really is everything. And the minute that you change your mind and you, you manifest different things, different, you, you get different results. That's right. I really do. So sure. I want to thank you. This is going to be featured on YouTube. You guys look in the description for the links to get all of her information, her podcast, her books, her mini series, and to get in touch with the Rihanna Mill. Thank, thank you. Anika. you. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning into another episode of your voice, your power with Anika. And remember, stay powerful. <laughs>